Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we are the comic Chrissy Mayer. Chrissy Mayer, how the hell are you? Doing good. How are you? Oh, good. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. And let me know where they can see you do comedy. It sounds like you got the Wet Spot show, but also the Chrissy Mayer podcast. Yes. Um, if you subscribe to Compound Media, you can see the Wet Spot, which is every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and if you haven't subscribed yet, you can use the code WETSPOT20 for 20% off. And then there's my podcast, the Chrissy Mayer Podcast, which is on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. And I put out new episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday at noon. Wow, that's a pretty intense release schedule. Trying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so the Compound Media one, is that um, that's a show, so that's video as well. But the Chrissy Mayer podcast, is that audio only? Yes. It sounds it's, like it's, you're it's, in... Well, no, it's video and audio. We, we'll okay. just, we've been doing them over Zoom um, since the last few months. Um, but before that, like, I would just, you know, I would do them on camera too. Okay. And comp- Compound Media is pretty huge. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's got like about 100,000 subscribers or so. Um, yeah, yeah, the show's doing pretty well. Yeah, your traction on Twitter is pretty insane. I loved your pinned your pinned tweet about the chokehold. Yes, people are <laughs> loving that tweet. There's a lot of sick fucks out there. Yeah, so, I mean, were you just doing it to test who, the, who, who out there has a sick sense of humor, or did you really just kind of stand behind it as something, you know, a little um, twist that was unexpected and funny? Yeah, I think it's just like the the typical kind of tweet that I do, where it's like uh, like pushing pushing people out of their comfort zone, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like for people who have no idea what the hell we're talking about, um, I it was like a tweet, like after the uh, after I guess they made chokeholds illegal, obviously for police um, in I think it was in <laughs> Minneapolis, uh, you know. A few weeks back, and then my tweet was just like, "If they ban chokeholds in New York, how am I gonna come?" So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to burn your material, but I, I fucking love oh that yeah. One. I mean, tweets are not really material. Well, I mean, it's a different kind of material, I guess. You just like send them out, you know. Like I sometimes I'll say a tweet on stage, but in like a kind of different way. But yeah, like I think I think my my sense of humor is the best when it's kind of like a playful misunderstanding. Um, <laughs> Like, you know, sometimes the voice is like, you know, not not quite like dumb, but just like naive, but at the same time, like not not PC either. <laughs> the ignorant, the ignorant person who's not PC. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And then and that that pin tweet led me to believe that the wet spot was graphic. But then I'm so stupid because coming is not graphic. No, I mean, have you seen the show? Uh, not yet. OK, yeah, there's a couple of episodes that are on YouTube that um you know i always like to make make sure to put out just because it's you know not only good advertising for people to join the network but just so people can see like what's happening it's a panel show um where we discuss like love sex dating relationships and the panel will consist of comedians porn stars sex experts counselors you know anybody who who's going to know more than i do and um <laughs> Sometimes we'll have like a fun remote segment or sometimes we'll just like keep the the chat like on the, you know, the questions we get over email or over the phone. Um, 
or, or, become, or from people like in the live studio audience. And have you become kind of an expert because of your um, your kind of uh, in-depth discussion with all these experts? Like if I were to ask you a question, would you be able to kind of uh, shoot the shit on it? It really depends on the subject. Like, no, I'm definitely not an expert. And like, I, I remember I was doing like an interview with like a morning show guy and he, he called me an expert and I was like, oh, I'm definitely not an expert. Like, I have no <laughs> like medical or psychiatric training. Like, I just, I know what I know from my own life and my own relationships. And like, yeah, I, I feel like I constantly want to learn more. Um, yeah, it's hard to know. It's hard to know, like, how much you know in, in relation to other people. But I yeah. know that I have, like, a curiosity for it. And, like, that's most – the bulk of my reading and my free time is, like, is on those topics anyway. Okay. And, and so I have a question, and I don't know if it's um, – I, I don't – you know, I'm not going to get graphic with it. But, um, you know, there's certain intimacy issues in my life where it's, like, you can't – you know, I, sex is a little bit weird for me because it's pretty close and consequential like meaning it can lead to you know pregnancy disease relationships and things like that is there anything that you've gleaned you know from your time talking with these experts that might kind of uh, give me your two cents on the issue like is, is sex consequential in your opinion what do you mean consequential i mean like it depends how much you like sex like if you're not a person who likes sex or you don't have much of a high sex drive then then it's going to be automatically less important than other things in your life Right. But um, it, it has consequences, though, in that it could lead to, you know, pregnancy, d disease, relationships. Yeah, sure. So can just like walking outside your house, you know, you can get hit by a bus, <laughs> you know, like you can you could just like go to the bank and get shot. It's like it's, <laughs> I think if it, it depends, like if you're if your worldview is like fear based, then, yeah, you're going to look at sex, among other things as like, oh, well, what could possibly negatively happen from this? So I would say like if you are thinking of sex and you're tentative about it because you are worried about like STDs or pregnancy, I, to me, that sounds like you'd need to look at perhaps maybe a trust issue or like go back to like your early, your early childhood. Like, and I, I'm not a, I'm not any kind of a psychologist. Like I myself have been in therapy only for like three or four years. And I started going when my mom was diagnosed with brain cancer and I was like, well, yeah, she's definitely going to die and uh, I need to get my shit together. So that when that happens, I am not use useless to everybody around me, you know, and I don't shut right. down and I, it affects like my comedy and I don't want to be like less productive because I can't handle my shit. Um, and did, did that work? Were you prepared? I mean, nothing can can possibly prepare you uh, for the death of your mother. It's uh, it's like the worst thing that's happened to me. But um, it's it's weirdly opened opened me up in a way that like I've become so so prolific in in with producing content and my own podcast my own show like a week after she died I was like supposed to go to a comedy festival and like I just I went and I I even tried to perform stand-up the day she died because I had two I had two it was like August 2nd 2018 I had these two gigs scheduled um like they weren't even paid one was in Brooklyn <laughs> One was in Brooklyn. One was as as many city spots are not paid. You know, you just you're doing them to get your reps up and to stay sharp. But one was in like 
um, downtown. One was, I think, at the Village Lantern and one was in Brooklyn. I did the Village Lantern spot first and I just fucking made no sense. Like, it's it, my set sounded like a combination of my material and something I should have just been saying to a therapist. I was like, oh, my mom died today. And I just didn't have a punchline. And people were like, oh, my God. And I had taped the set because I was trying to get a tape to send to, like, I don't know, I think some kind of a late night uh, comedy booker. You know, you're supposed to give them like your tight five minutes and so then they can they can pick it apart and eventually uh, have you do something completely different that's like so removed from your personality. But like, well, this is what's appropriate for late night TV. Um, or they just lead you on for six months, which I've heard like that's happened to so many of my friends. And I recorded the set and I listened back to it like months later and I was like, holy shit, was that bad? Like I couldn't give myself a day off. Like I felt really bad for myself. I was like, wow, why couldn't I just, you know, just relax and be like, it's okay to not do comedy uh, the day your mom dies. But I was like, you know, let me just, I was, I thought I expected it. I thought I knew it was coming and I thought I was like, what's the big deal? Like she's been withering away for months. What did I expect? She just was going to snap back and get better but um it's almost like you you know you focus on like your work or the thing that makes you happy but it's like oh it just was too big to ignore is there any value is there any value in that set at all going back to listen to it like what other um, you know other comics are like oh i really liked when tig notaro got you know personal about her issues and um you know people like when it's a little bit less jokey if you're a comic like fellow comics did they say anything about your set well i haven't put it out anywhere it's not like uh, on YouTube, I think it's probably still on my phone somewhere or in the cloud. The cloud knows everything. Um, or, or anybody in the room, like other uh, comics on the bill. God, I think I just did my set and then like immediately left and like and started to drink. Like I just was oh, like, no. "Ooh, where's my drink ticket? Let's get into that." And then I just started. Uh, like, uh, one of the, one of the comics was like, you seem like, are you okay? And I was like, no, definitely not okay. <laughs> and then yeah. I think a couple of us just went across the street and I just got shit faced and I didn't make it to my other set. Cause I was like, uh, on a good day, I don't even want to go to Brooklyn. And this was like, you know, <laughs> a terrible day. So I was like, yeah, that's not happening. Wow. Well, you banged out one of two sets and that just shows the value of the therapy. I guess I shouldn't I shouldn't have tried to do comedy that night. I should have just yeah. like um but I was just trying to distract myself like all of us do, you know, distract want to distract ourselves from the things that are upsetting. So I would say circling back to you, if you are look approaching sex from like a ooh, what are the negative things that could happen to me like pregnancy, STDs, I would say like let's look at some of your past relationships and how you were hurt in the past. Like what in your life has made you weary of other people? Um, Because right if you look, you know, everyone knows like okay if you use a condom, if you you have a conversation about STDs, like you should you'll be good. Like you'll know your other person's where they stand like what they have, what they don't have and then you should be good. But the fact that you know, condoms and a conversation are not enough to like soothe your mind points to me to like, uh, yeah, there's an underlying trust issue. You're afraid of being taken advantage of maybe by having a kid somehow that you're not ready for or not planning for, or you're worried that someone's going to lie to you about having an STD and then you're going to, you know, you, you know, and and people, it's like, it's like, I've had chlamydia. It goes away. It's like, I've had, I've dated guys who've had gonorrhea. You take some pills. It goes away. It's like, 
STDs seem a lot scarier before you like actually have one. So, but I understand, yep. I understand that fear of like, well, this bitch is going to lie to me and then I'm going to have something horrible maybe for the rest of my life. Um, but it's also relationships too. And, and one other thing is that, that it kind of, um, in my opinion, you lose your power. Like if, if you're a person who likes to own his shit, kind of like a control person, you know, control freak, you know, I like to own my shit. And so, I mean, if you go in and, and you're, and you're kicking ass, you're, you're great, you know, you're a great romantic partner. And then you don't fuck like a porn star. You feel like you lose your power. Like, if, you know, mm -hmm. if, if, you know, if I, if I look like a porn star, fuck like a porn star, if somebody, you know, made a little comment about my sexual prowess, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. I'm the best, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, pick up my videos. But if you do any, you know, if you're anything less than that, either, either looks or performance, it's like one comment could fucking throw, could throw your kind of, you know, the insecurity would crop back up. Um, I would say the people that care the least about stars are women like you're in luck there honestly it's really more common that the reverse is true that that women feel like wow i don't measure up there's so many hot women out in the world and on the internet and 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 for sure guys are always jerking off to a hot porn star like i am just a regular chick i would say the fear is more the reverse most women like i would say a lot of women are not even looking at porn to masturbate it's like you're just sort of like thinking of shit you know and the ones that do look important like i would say women have have far less standards uh for looks than men do like if you're a guy and you're even a little bit funny you're fine if you're a guy and you're and you're like you make a decent living you're fine if you're a guy and you're just good looking and you literally have nothing else going for you you will be able to find women you know mm -hmm. I, I i think the stakes are much lower for dudes i think I feel like there's more pressure on women to like have it all together. Because um, well, women will fuck you if, you're, if, if you are funny or rich or good looking. Like women, I feel like over the years, like our standards have just dropped so dramatically <laughs> to just wanting to find a nice guy. Right. That I would and say, it, like, there's no need to worry about any of that stuff. <laughs> Well, it's so good to hear that we're both insecure. You know, men and women are both insecure. And back to the, I really liked, I mean, the whole, um, you know, I don't want to go back to an awful topic, but did your stand-up comedy or your, your comedy content, which you're churning out, um, did it change after the death of a close loved one? Well, my stand-up, no, my stand-up is the same because I haven't, I haven't thought of a way to like, write my mom's death into jokes that are fun to tell and that like work for me. Um, like it's, it's, a it's, just, it's more freeing, I think in terms of Twitter where it's like, you just, th it's like they're throwaways, you know, it's like some of them are not even really funny. Some of them are just your real genuine thoughts. Um, so in that sense, like, yeah, I've, I think I've grown because it's like, once you lose somebody so close to you, you're like, Oh fuck. Like, like life is so fleeting, you know? And yeah. then, and then her, her being gone opened up so much space like in my heart and mind because I just spent the last three years like constantly worrying about her well-being and her care that once she was finally dead I was like oh wow I can focus on myself for the first time maybe ever like fully you know I, I was always giving parts of myself away like I was always a little bit worried about my mom a little bit worried about my dad a little bit worried about my sister and then when she died it was just like oh wow like there's a huge space here what am I going to fill it with yeah, other than, gonna, other, than, other than grief. Right, right. And grief, <laughs> if you try to control it, it's going to fuck you up. Like, you have to just run towards grief. If you don't, it's going to, it's going to, like, really fuck you in ways you don't expect. You know, like, you have to, like, 
the days you feel sad. You have to be like, yeah, I'm just going to like, I have to find a way to like lean into it and cry today. Because if you don't, you're going to probably probably like be a shitty person to the people around you or going to act out in ways that are weird. So, yeah, grief just hits you unexpectedly and like it's it's so weird like i would i would be in like a tj maxx or a marshall's or whatever and like i just all of a sudden found myself like shopping next to a woman like i just was looking down i was like wow those are really similar shoes that my mom would wear like not not that she would wear crocs but these like comfortable (laughs) stretchy like mom sneakers and then like the black leggings, like like cropped black leggings, same thing, like same kind of, and then like similar kind of body, similar kind of like short blonde hair. I was like, oh, this bitch reminds me so much of my mom. And then like, she like, she didn't even see me, but she was kind of following me around the store because we were following the same like shopping path, I guess. I just started to tear up. I was like, I, I had to like, just try to like lose her. I was like, oh my God, this is whack. Like she... And uh, and sometimes like in the city, same thing. I'll be walking behind somebody, same kind of hair as her, or like certain songs, or just like you know, yeah. My birthday is rough. Her birthday is rough. Mother's Day is fucking rough. Christmas is rough. Um, <laughs> the whole summer is rough because like that would be like you know, I just have all these memories as a child. Is like her. She would like take me. We would just like go to the pool and be there all day. And she would watch me dive. And we would, you know, get ices or crepes or whatever. Drive around Long Beach. Um, So the whole summer reminds me of her. So it's like there's really only like a brief time between like January and May where I'm not just like crushed. (laughs) Yes, it's quicker and easier to count the days that are not rough. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's. I mean, the beginning of every every day is horrible. But um, you just have to, like, laugh. You really do have to laugh about it. Like, the other day, I, like, said to my boyfriend, I was like, wow, I can't believe my mom's dead. Like, she's just dead, you know? And I laughed because I said it just like, wow, you know? <laughs> whoever whoever thought it would be like this. Yeah, you do have to laugh. And it's like, so, no, I haven't put her into my stand-up yet, but... Maybe as like an aside or like if I'm doing crowd work, I might like have a co- like a side comment that's just real, you know, that people laugh at or tweet. It's like I haven't found a way to turn it into like five minutes yet. But and that's are the you, goal. Are you going to talk about it on the Chrissy Mayer podcast or have you done so already? No, not much because that podcast is more just one-on-one interviews with people okay. who like usually I you know sometimes it's somebody I had on the wet spot sometimes it's somebody I've just met or sometimes it's somebody that has like a big following and they're like kind of a you know a bigger public figure than I am or there's somebody who like shares the same kind of like libertarian libertarian values that I have and I want to hash it out because really like that's now kind of becoming the silent majority is anybody who is even center even a classic liberal is now kind of you know, not the norm. It's like, if you're not a radical liberal, you're, you're a Nazi. So (laughs) I I think it's fun to like amplify really the true minority voices, which is anybody really in the center or even a little bit on the right, or even like a classic liberal. Those that's like, it's taboo right now to believe. It sounds like the the majority won't be unsilent if Chrissy Mayer has anything to do with it. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. So like the, yeah, the podcasts are just like, one-on-one interviews like this week um who are the pods that came out uh karma rx who's a porn star and she talked about how like her 
supporting of Trump has like put her on other porn stars no lists. Um, I did an interview with Vermin Supreme who who has run for president every year since 1992 uh, under the Libertarian Party. I don't know if you recognize him, but he always wears a boot on his head. And so he explained <laughs> like what what that means. And I kind of like called him out a little bit. I was like, what do you think you're making a mockery of the whole Libertarian Party? Like if people don't know anything about being a Libertarian and they see an old guy with a boot on his head with no shirt on, like they're going to check out. Um, but he's 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 a wacky guy. He's basically like a, you know, an old hippie. Uh, he was fun to talk to. I did an interview with um, Austin Fletcher, who has a YouTube channel called Fleckas Talks, and he'll go into like um, different rallies, like um, like the Pride Rally or like the Women's March, and he'll actually ask people, like he'll find a group of people that are like "fuck Trump," and then he'll ask, interview them, and he'll be like, "Oh, name one thing that Trump has done that has been bad," and then they can't oh, think cool. of anything. And they're like, "Oh, oh he's I just horrible. That. He just he just hates women." And he and then Austin will be like, "Oh, what's an example of?" of a policy uh, he put through that or like what's something he did, you know, that like shows that he's homophobic and people can't think of a single thing because that's, like that's everyone's best. just following the mob. Yeah. And he does it in a way that's like really not obnoxious because he's a sweet guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, he just sort of gently questions people and lets them kind of like make themselves, you know, look ridiculous. Well, um, I mean, Austin's doing the Lord's work and so is Chrissy Mayer and you can find her on Compound Media <laughs> for the wet spot and also the Chrissy Mayer podcast and that's just everywhere pods are as well as YouTube. Yeah. Well, Chrissy Mayer, thank you so much. Oh, thank you.